pity them, huh? Man, you see your boy Usher out there fighting, man? What's going on with the uh, with the Yeah, I just pressed from the bank, they looking clean. I don't take visine, eyes are red and iris green. I'm in a Benz, yeah, street lights in my neck, it's looking clean. I don't take visine, eyes are red and iris green. One of my hands, oh, I live my life so you don't fuck with me. Yeah, I can't stay clean, eyes are red and iris green. Find me in my teens, now I get it like I'm Sheen. A little number, I'm at one or number. Out of the mud, I'm on mud, I turn mud into diamonds too I got savage, got goons, got demons with me, still a shoe Fed up again, some richer than ice cream Taking this AX and mix it with cardine I bet it with potential, I'm dressing it up, Shanae Fuck it better than an ex, so it's like I hit it first, Ray J I got a bad Yeah, we back at it now What's up? What's going on, brother? We back, it's just us two today, huh? Look like it is, bro, you know, the dynamic duo, though Sometimes you got to work that way, man. It's two better than zero. Yeah, that give us more airtime, bro. The mother boys be still. It does. Time, man. It does, man. You know, they definitely try to overtalk you. They definitely try to get their point across. You got more airtime. It's all good. Yes, sir. So, man, you want to jump right into it, brother? Let's get to it, bro. First of all, man, how you doing? Man, everything good, bro. Just chilling. Finally got some nice weather in the DMV. They had to go out oh, yeah, and man. enjoy it a little bit. Hey, it's lovely, brother. I ain't gonna lie, today definitely, for sure. Today is very lovely, lovely, man. And it's gonna be, you know, it's still, a, it's a good, it's a good sports day. You got the Derby. You got a Canelo fight tonight. You got, you got uh, the Warriors versus uh, the Lakers. You got Knicks Heat. I mean, action-packed day, man. So let's get into it and jump into it first and foremost, man. Let's do a recap of what we saw last night, man. Let's do it. A lot of it was a war of a game <laughs> and I understand because people are getting stepped on uh guys getting knocked down I think um I'm taking the Williams got stepped on his on his jaw got his, <laughs> got his mouth busted open by B's foot man it was, it was it was a game but from the end from beginning to end Boston dominated that game man so let's talk about that first and foremost man give me your thoughts on that game three discussion and like, what did you thought about game three between Boston and uh, the Sixers yeah, I mean Boston, you know, just just doing what they do, bro. And they they should be up three zero, um, but when you take your foot off the gas and underestimate people, sometimes you just lose the game. But I think now they're focused. They're just a better team, and they showed it last mm. night. Um, they they were blitzing Harden, Harden cussing like he couldn't get in the rhythm, even though he you know he had a lot of assists, but he just couldn't get going. Mm. And you know that, that law firm, as they say, bro, Tatum and Brown is just you know just dynamic, but they got too many weapons, bro. Like Brock, mm-hmm. you got Smart, you got, you know, Al Hoffer hitting you a few shots here and there. You know, White contributing. Like, they just got too much for, for Philly, bro. And with, 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 with Embiid hobbling a little bit, um, I mean, you need him on the floor, but he may, he's, not, he's not 100% healthy, you can tell. Um, he's just truly gutting it out and giving his team the best chance, you know, for them to win the series. But um, you can tell he's not 100%, you know, because it just, just look like he's just – you know, he probably shouldn't be playing. Um, I think if it was a regular season, he wouldn't be. But, you know, he's giving it his all. But his others are not giving him much of nothing, bro. Maxi, you know, giving it his all. But Harden just, just I don't know, bro, pitiful. Harris, you can't count on him. And the other one's just not doing it for enough. And it was a close game for a little bit, like down to like the last couple minutes. But Boston's just too talented, bro. Just too talented. I think that's the 
that's the thing that I'm, I'm, I'm really, and, and this is one thing we really got to dive into, man. Like, it just seems like Boston's very talented, but the game one formula was spreading them out. Yeah, it was. Spreading them out, shooting the three, getting the three out. Um, you know, I mean, James Harden had 45 points. Did like nine or ten dimes, gave the ball out, distributed the right the right way, got to the right players. Harris played a very strong game. Maxi wasn't on, so that made it even more impressive because they won game one the way they wanted, being that Maxi was not on in game one. So I'm 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 not gonna say I'm confused, but it just seems like, you know, E B comes back and they just don't play spirited off in game two, lose by thirty. And then and with Tatum only having seven points. Right, so that's big. Knowing Tatum only has seven points, yeah. you lose, still lose by thirty points, and then come to Game Three, you're at home. You know, even though Boston got a lot of momentum, I mean, man, you just would, you would just expect that Game Three, that in that type of atmosphere, that Philly would have came out with more spirit, man, and ready to and, and really try to to put a lot of pressure on Boston. Um, wouldn't be having a game up under his belt with the knee. Uh, situation um, should have a little more flexibility. They were saying there was no real swelling. You would think that they would just been a better game plan for that man. They, I mean, from beginning to end, Boston just really um, put the game away. Yeah. And I'm I'm at a point where you're right. This may this could have been a sweep yeah. if if maybe they came out. I'm not gonna say Boston came in lethargic and because it seemed like to me Boston having a tough time guarding for the game one, but because Embiid's not in the paint, he's kind of like. You know, you don't have to worry. You now got to worry about because Philly can go small. You don't have to, and and they can, and they got big school shoot threes, and even the big Reed who who was um um playing uh, playing playing the the role of Embiid, and but he's normally in the second lineup. Uh, he had like thirteen boards. He, all he did was crash the boards. He didn't have to really worry about. So you're not worried about his scoring, but yeah. he's crashing the boards recklessly, and you you got to worry about that. It seems like when the bees, they don't have to worry about that anymore. You know, the bees going to play on the block or stay at the top yeah. and shoot that little mid range jump on the three. He's not really crashing to the basket and dominating the post like he you normally do. They're going to have to see like, but they also feel like that game with the pace was a lot faster. Seems like to me this game, game three, yeah, it seems like game three, man, that pace was slow. Um, and they didn't get enough, enough shots up. Um, Tucker got to give him something. You gotta give him something, brother. When you got your starting backcourt giving you seven for thirty, I don't think yeah. you're not gonna beat Boston. And then your third, your I would say you probably Harden Harris, maybe your third score, but Harris giving you what shit seven points in in like, bro, come on, dog, like, bro, you 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 damn near a max player pay wise, bro. I gotta get more out of you, like I gotta get more mm-hmm. out of you, Harris. Like it's been a disappointment since Harris been in Philly, straight disappointment. He, you think he's been a disappointment, or uh, like is just, this really who he is? And he may be who he is, is, but they need you from a consistency standpoint, especially when you're not getting nothing out of Harden. Like you need, mm-hmm. they need you to step up. Like that's that's what they got you mm-hmm. there for. It's almost a luxury to have Embiid, Maxi, Harden, Harris. Like, can I get three out of these forecasts to give me give me fifteen twenty points? Like, I don't think that's yeah. asking much. Like, I don't think, especially with the number of possessions that these teams get in the NBA nowadays, there's no reason for them cats can get you 17 to 20 points easy with Embiid probably giving you the 30. Like, it's not it's not that hard to, to ask. 
So do you think is this is a scoring thing? Is a situation where he's not getting enough points? You just said points is on um, his premium, right? So do you think is is it the way he's playing? Is he too timid? Like, what do you? What's your expectation of him? Of who, Tobias? And Harris? Is, uh, Tobias Harris? Yeah, because I mean, I mean, he did pay. Well, he's but well. is he get, is he getting paid to be the third best player? Is he getting paid? Be. Do you feel like he should be he should the be. fact that he should be the second best player out there? I think Maxi, I think is ascended to probably the second best player behind MB. But Maxi giving you, mm-hmm. he's got the energy. His, his shots getting better. So I think between Harris and, and Harden, you can pick your point on who the third option is. But it's not too much to act that Harris giving you 18, 19 points a game. And giving you seven to eight, nine rebounds. I'm that's not hard. That's not much to ask. You're a great free throw mm. shooter. Like the NBA, bro, you can score 17, bro, walking in your sleep most of the time. Cause you're gonna at least get five to seven free throws. Hell, you don't know four that, shots you had a, damn 17. I, I hear what you said, but that's not always true, man. Cause you, if that's the case, everybody was scoring 17 a game. You see how many people scoring 20 points nowadays? That's yeah, like, but that, that's those like, are still scores, though, man. Like people, if we if you really want to say, like, hey. Anybody could score 17 points. Everybody would score 17 points. It's a lot of people probably are, dog. Like, I, we haven't did the numbers on that shit. I bet it's probably at an all-time high people scoring 20 points a game now. I don't know, man. I don't think everybody can score that much points now. But I, I mean, everybody, I, 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 would, I would like Harris, to keep that, but I don't think so. I don't think so. But I, he got to give me more than, than shit, seven points, bro. Like, especially Yeah, he's going to give me more than seven, yes. Boston's got two high power. They shoot so many threes. And if they shooting forty threes, you know they may hit at least fifteen of them. Like you gotta, you gotta match that. Unless just Embiid is just going stupid in the paint, like it's hard to upset that. I agree. Then you gotta realize, like Boston bench is gonna give them twenty twenty five points a game, if not thirty. Yep, because Brockton. <laughs> that bit, Brockton's gonna give you like fifteen twenty. That bench going is strong, man. Williams gonna give you like ten or fifteen points. Time to shine. Like Grant Williams, so so it's like. You got to know that their bench is going to have a strong bench um, that's going to put a lot of pressure on your second unit. You need Harris to give you like that 15, 20 point score, man. Not to. Because if you don't get that. It's hard to beat Boston, bro. It's going to be hard to beat Boston, man. But, I mean, you just got to have your starters. If you don't have a lot of strong bench scoring, then your starters need to play well. And and that's the case. And that's the case that's going on with the Sixers. Their starters are not playing well. James Harden. For the last two games, has been Ooh, shell of himself. Yeah, shell of himself. And then you get, you know, Embiid only giving you 15 game two, and you got to realize he's well, he's really working on one leg. So you know, you know that's gonna be an issue. Yeah. But it's just to me that's where that's where a lot of shortcomings is falling now. It's just they don't have enough, and you need more to play against a team like Boston, bro. Yeah, like you said. You need you need all four of those big guys to give you at least fifteen, at least all four. Yeah, and be going and ain't giving because you just got nobody to stop him, even on one leg. But they, no they, one they, leg, bro. He killing them. Game five, like game four, they need like forty from MB, bro. Like he gonna have to have a MVP performance in game four. If not, it's gonna go down three yeah. one, and it's gonna probably be a gentleman sweep. Yeah, they go down three one. It's over. You need Embiid to give you that score because you a forty. You got to give a a a a, a yeah, like you said an MVP performance. Yeah, they need one. They need he needs to give a performance like Joker gave the other day. Oh, bro, yeah. He needs one of those, bro. He needs a that type of performance there where he where he's dominating the game and he leaves no doubt. 
Then it's going to be a game five and a game six. Shit, he might need 50. 100 He might need 50, bro. You think he needs 50? <laughs> they, bro, they just need it, bro. It's like I said, you're not getting much out of, uh, uh, what's his name, Harris, and you're not getting much out of Tucker. Unless Tucker hitting these corner oh, threes. Man, Tucker give you Tucker give you nothing. Just, that man had a record with zero points. Now he's a great defender. Yeah. And he's gonna give you hustle. One hundred percent. He gives you hustle and determination. But when it comes to anything else, brother, I don't know. He ain't giving you nothing else. Nope. Nah, bro. He ain't giving you nothing else, bro. So like so oh, let's go to the next series. So we 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 dive into that one. Um Oh, well, one more question that I want to ask before we get to to the uh, Suns and the Suns um, do a recap of the Suns and Nuggets series. Do you think? And we kind of talked about this. The Embiid got to give a fifty pointer, but are they are the, are the are Philly better without Embiid on the in this series? I mean, how will Embiid is that better than nothing? I think it's better than nothing. Um, they just don't have a viable backup to pretty much give you no counterpoints. Reed is nice; uh, he's an yeah. energy guy, but he's not giving you ten points. Like he, but you no. need Embiid. Embiid, even with one leg, like you saw last night, he give you thirty, right? Yeah. And, and and just think if he had two legs, two good good knees, you know. So yeah, they need him, bro. It's not even a question that him not playing. They they they're better off. Even though they had game one, Harden went crazy, but we know Embiid is the MVP. He's the MVP for a reason, and that's why I feel in the position at the end. To have a top, you know, three team in in in, uh, in the East, like, you gotta have them, bro. Like I better have them than I'm, something is better than nothing. Mm. Embiid too. I said the same thing, man. I think Embiid, you gotta have Embiid, but I don't know. They looked so much fluid when they didn't have him on the court. They they pushed right the pace. in game one. Yeah, they pushed that. Pace. They said, yeah, they said push the pace, but now with him there, you gotta so you gotta because you gotta. You got to utilize his strength, which is, you know, low post presence. But even still, like, yeah. I would still push the pace. Like, Embiid is too talented and too good. He going to get his, right? Don't worry. Like, if he's, if I'm Embiid, look, man, push the pace, run. Don't worry about me. I'm going to get mm-hmm. mine. I, I'm going to get mine. We just continue and see what that formula for game one. Push the pace, up the tempo. I'm going to get mine. Don't worry about me. That's what they need to do to get back mm-hmm. into this series, to push the tempo like game one. And meet and match fire with fire with Boston. Who wins game four then? Boston. Run away again. Yeah, you said it's three one. Yeah. Boston. I think Philly I think Philly picks this one up. I think they win game game four. <laughs> I, I had Boston I, go, I had I Boston six that. in the first place. Yeah, I ain't gonna say no that Philly won't win, but Boston just I think Boston locked in now. I think to the NBA they need Philly to win. <laughs> Might try Maybe to they, need series series. A they need this series to go a little longer. They got to. They need this series to go a little longer, bro. If they let this series go to just five games, then it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean nobody's gonna pay attention to the final to the NBA finals at all because if Philly's not there taking this to seven, least to six or seven games. I mean, you know, you don't really want to. You think that at this point, there's really no good team. It's gonna be a rematch, or it's gonna be whoever's in the West because yeah. Boston just that's just that much better. So. I don't know, man. Let's talk about the Suns and Nuggets, though. Man, that was a hell of a game. Bro, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I was texting everybody about it. It was a hell of a game. The Moss Point Killer. Moss Point Killer. I keep telling y'all about that boy. That boy by way of Michigan slash Mississippi. Trying to tell y'all about that boy. I keep telling you. Let's get into it, man. So, give me your thoughts on that game. Yeah, I think it was a good game, bro. Like, 
and we always like a lot of people always talk about the role players play better at home, and mm-hmm. Gordon just ain't getting it going yet. KCP not really giving them nothing, but with Dan Denver they be lights out. But for me, yeah. it's, it was all about KD and Booker, man. Like they almost is gonna have to sustain this type of performance for them to win these series, because Absolutely. You know, they, they might even have to play forty eight minutes, bro. Like it's just night and day when they're not on the court, but they play so many minutes, bro. And you hopefully they don't wear down. But Book was unconscious, like, and I was talking to the cast last night. I'm like, bro, like. Booker got it going. At least double him right now because KD was struggling. And KD still hasn't found his groove just yet. Like, he's still struggling mm-hmm. with his shot. But he gets to the line so much. Shit, he going to be 15 out of 15 from the free throw line. He's like, it was like 14 to 16 last night. But mm-hmm. he going to get enough going to get you 30. You blink your eye. But Book, Book had it cooking, bro. I, they ain't had yeah. no answer for that boy. No way, no how. He was getting it off the dribble. He was getting the three ball going. He was in the mid-range. He was in his bag last night. Book was in mm-hmm. his bag, bro. But, like I said, can they sustain that performance, bro, to try to even stay in the series, especially when Aiton not giving you nothing? And we we could talk about that dude, bro. Like, bro, what are you pouting for? But can they sustain this performance, bro, because they almost going to need it. Like, yeah, they bench played a little bit more. They played a lot better. You know, they had a, 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 a T.J. Warren sighting, you know, but mm-hmm. they, bro. I mean, to all fairness, man, they finally just played him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes, bro, you got to get out of your own way, Monty Williams, and say, look, you know, we going to – we relied on these people all year. You need them now. And and, and go with – because you know Book and, and, and KD going to get you probably combined 60 to 70 points a game. But you still mm-hmm. need other people to come because Denver is deep. Like, Denver's deep yokers went crazy last night with the triple-double. And nah, still that boy, 35, 35, 17, and 17. That's that's insane, bro. <laughs> that boy, 35, that's what I said, man, listen. That's like Oscar Robinson type deal. That is a, that's an amazing accomplishment, bro. You know, I'm going to say, like I said last night, hit that little, <laughs> hit, hit the, what's the name, man? Huh? Hit the, uh, hit the button over there, hit the, uh, the alert button, whatever it is. The, uh, the, the scary button? <laughs> The horn and everything is scary, but yep, put it out. I'm about to put this out here. Booker is the best player on the Phoenix Suns. Think so? They're only going to go as far as Booker take them. Mm. Like you're starting to see, wait, we're talking about the Lakers in a minute about the KD, the KD and LeBron situation, where. And I didn't mean it last night when I texted he's an additional piece. Not additional piece. Of course, he's a major piece. But what you're starting to see is, is even though they can put up numbers and they're efficient, they play well, it's just their game and their style of play or whatever going on, they're consistently going to give you what they give you. We know that. But I don't know how much it affects the team with them as them being the lead or the best player. When you see like with same thing with AD, you gotta AD's gotta be that guy. He gotta be the guy for the Lakers to win because his imprint on the game is bigger and stronger than Bron is at this point in his career. It's just it is what it is. Yeah, that's what you that's what you're seeing with with Booker. Booker's gonna have to score forty each game for them to win. Yeah, bro. <laughs> they're not going. They're not going to win without him scoring forty. I don't care what KD does. They had nobody else in double figures but him and KD. That's it. And <laughs> and then KD had thirty nine. 
But Katie Phillips, he was 12 for 31 last night. Yeah, he struggled. He's been struggling this whole he got, series. He's been struggling the whole series. He was 10 for 27 last game two. He was like 10 for 18 game um, game one, but he had those eight turnovers. He's not the I, – and I I know, Keon, you hate hearing this, <laughs> but it's just really to get. He's not the best player on the team. So what they're going to end up having to do, and which is their, which we're starting to see, is they're going to have to say, okay, Katie, you're not the best player on the team. So we're going to have to like, we're going to have to figure something else out, which I'm, which I keep screaming. I've screamed this several times now. They're going to have to figure it out that you need to play through Booker. Booker had what, 45, 69 last night? Oh, you got to play. <laughs> you got to 47, 69. Yep. Like you got to play through Booker, bro. Yeah. Like it's, it is what it's play through Booker. Booker should be your lead, and then allow Booker to get those double teams so that KD can get some of those free shots that he needs to get or get to the foul line. But you got to play through Booker because Booker's the lead guy. He's the guy. He's the best player on the team. I I didn't even when we were talking about uh, Chris Paul being out. I was like, well, I don't think that's that big of a deal because that's just more shots for Booker. That's more shots for KD, so I'm not sure how that's going to be an issue. But with KD shooting so in, um, inefficient, and this dude, Booker, was 20 of 25 last night. Yeah, he was cooking, boy. He was in his bag. No, no, I mean, like, and it's like, you got to play through him. I don't care what's going on. Play through this kid. Like, he's the best player on the team. Yeah, yeah, I know, like, I know they traded all that for KD. Bro, Booker's your best player. And I think I mean, Katie's great. Like, Book is your best player. And I think even going forward, even if Chris Paul does come back and they somehow extend the series, like like you said, you got to play through Booker. Like like ball handling, he's improved with that. He's improved yep. with his decision making. And I think now, just going forward for his son's future, that should be their recipe. Katie's just yep. phenomenal, bro. Like you know, nobody's never going to deny his greatness. But shit, you can throw Katie in a phone booth and Katie gonna get twenty five. Like, that's just right. how great he is. No matter if he's handling the ball or not, he's going to get his. But Yeah, because like, he always played great off the ball, right? Yeah, he, that's, and that's, that's to his greatness, right? Like, he can play with anybody, right? And right. they showed last night, they needed all the playmaking ability that Booker gave them last night. They needed everything. And I think that could be their recipe going forward, even if Chris Paul comes back in this series and even next season. And you got to realize, Mary was struggling last night. Mm-hmm. So you got a Mary that's not playing. Mary that's not playing well. Porter still hasn't found his niche in this series. Outside of game one, uh, what's, the, what's the dunker? Gordon. Uh, Gordon. I mean, Gordon, outside of game one, he really hasn't done much outside of that. I think probably using a lot of his energy, Gordon, KD, or sometimes Booker. Yeah. So you, you, but you got an imprint. And you just stated it right there just a minute ago. You got the imprint. Play through Booker. Like, use your bench more, please. Kenneth Ross should get more playing time. Uh, Warren should get more playing time, of course. Um, but play through Booker. Booker is the he's, he's he's your leading player. He's your leading playmaker. Chris Paul is out, and like you just said, when Chris Paul come back, you still put that ball in Booker's hands. Yep. Like you say, hey Booker, man, listen, especially in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, you run through Booker, man, and and um and Aiden. Bro, what's your problem? Yeah, bro. Like, what is, like, what is your problem? Like, he's so moody. He's getting like, like, to him. Maybe he was in his feelings. Maybe he was in his yeah. feelings. And this is not the first time, bro. Like, the same thing happened last season. Like, it's just, it's like, if he's not getting his way, like, he's just pouting. 
Like for whatever. Yeah, you bro. so moody, bro. Like man, you, you the deserve to be last night. Like you deserve the performance you gave last night. Yeah, fourteen and seven, and you were getting cooked. Boy, at four points, bro. Like unacceptable. Yeah, four points. Four points, bro. Unacceptable. Two for six. Unacceptable. Bro, you getting and you getting cooked. Cooked. Uh, Yoke has had his way with him. But slow footed. <laughs> a slow foot, a slow footed man, slow feet, barely can jump, dude, bro. He is cooking you like it ain't no business. Like it ain't, it ain't even. I mean, it's to a point where I know they were looking at the game. He, the only person that cooked him worse was was um, Giannis. Yeah. Outside of that, bro, Giannis, Giannis, the only dude that cooked him worse than this. I watched that game like, bro, like this dude ain't what we think he is. And they paid him like that. And I don't think they really wanted him. It's just they, they were forced to meet, match the offer. Like, you're just not going to let him walk. But I think if they had their way, I don't think they would have re-signed him. Yeah, I mean, I think they wouldn't resign if he wasn't a restricted, restricted free agent. Yeah. I think he was just a free agent. They'd be like, all right, then go ahead. Because the backup gets more playing time these days. Yeah, and that's another thing Denver need to do, too. Denver only played eight people last night, like, no, go back to expanding, playing eight about nine, ten, right? Because you can't expect Murray and KCP and Gordon continue to to play forty minutes a game like that. Like, like go with your formula that you've been winning with. But I still like you know Denver in this series. I just think the depth. I think it'd just be too much for two people for KD and Booker to try to win this whole entire series by themselves, though. Yeah, I'm me and you both. We picked Denver six, so I still stick with Denver six. But now they got a formula. They won a game. Let's see what game four looks like. Um, but once again, play through Book. He's the best player on the team, man. He's probably – I mean, he's showing to be at times the best player on the floor. Um, but Joker's right beside him. They both are two of the best players on the floor. So you're starting to see quality play. But you just hope Mary doesn't get the going. Outside of game one, yeah. Mary's been kind of – he's been off. Game two, he really didn't do much of anything. And in game three, he was off. His shooting was off. So you're really getting the – all of Rich's right now with their second best player not playing as great and then Denver's bench has been playing fantastic when they're at home so um, listen you got a recipe game four tomorrow who you got winning that game I think Phoenix wins game four and then they lose the next two mm, okay yeah I, I, we both said game uh, Nuggets and six so yeah I think so as well I think they win game four but they lose the next two yep. yeah I, I agree bro I agree. All right, next up, man, let's get this one. Game one, I mean, game three of tonight. Yeah, he against the Knicks. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Jimmy, do you think Jimmy playing? Yeah, Jimmy back. He's back? Yeah, he's hey, back. you think he can get back with that ankle like that? He's going to show give it a shot. Hmm, okay. Show give okay, it a so shot give, me, give me the keys to this win, bro. Who do you think will win the game tonight? Jaylen, or today? Jalen and uh, Julius Randle. I need a coming out party for both of you guys. This is your series mm. to take without you got now you got a hobble Jimmy. You playing Heat is playing with house money with uh the point guard uh number two Vincent. He playing lights out in the absence of yeah, uh, yeah. He, he's shooting the ball well. And Miami just a yeah. scrappy team, but the Knicks just got two better people. The key for today, RJ mm-hmm. Barrett. I need a I need a performance, RJ. I need you tonight. You need to be mm-hmm. between Brunson, Bar- Randall, and Barrett. You're the two of the five people on the floor. You're probably the, of the top three or four people on the floor. Like, you got mm-hmm. you got the better team. You can't let Jimmy go crazy today. And you got to limit Miami's uh, three-point game. But I like what the Knicks can do. I, but those three pass got to show up for me tonight. 
Like they gotta show up. I agree. I think all three of those guys gotta show up, man. Cause Kevin Love has had like a resurface in these playoffs. It's that heat, bro. It's that it's that it's that warm weather, man. Gotta be. You stuck I don't know what's going on with him, man. But he this is Kevin Love of, of we've been seeing the Kevin Love of of Timberwolves. Yeah, they like it's that warm weather, man. It seems like he done had a resurgence. Like he looked, he looked trash when he was still in Cleveland <laughs> last season. But I mean, this past season. But all of a sudden, ever since he left Cleveland, man, and came to Miami, he's, I mean, he's putting up real strong numbers and and has been a very a huge influence on that team as far as they uh, them winning the the uh, first series and now this series. And you know, to me, Bam's been a no show. It's just who he is, bro. I just think he's one of those players, bro. He gonna get you. Defense, well, he might get you twelve and ten. It's just kind of who he is. He's like you would think when they had they went to the bubble when the championship. You thought he would take that next step. He hasn't, but I just think he's just who he is, bro. He's just a uh, double double, low low scoring. Be a little bit of this, a little bit of that. That's just who he is, bro. And I don't never see well, any he, out of him. Well, he didn't get paid like that. Oh yeah, I mean, see, a lot of these cats in the NBA is overpaid. It's just inflated. Salaries is just ridiculous, bro. You didn't pay like a guy that's you know that's supposed to be the guy. Yeah, he, right? he should have been the, the guy. best player. Like, he should be the best player, or they thought he had the potential to be the best player, and he's getting paid like a guy that's that should be doing a lot of great things, and we're not seeing it. So, to me, I'm looking at that, thinking to myself, like, okay, bam. This is supposed to be your team at this point. You should be the guy here. And we're not, you're not, they're not seeing that. So at some point they're gonna look for a trade with him. Because they need to get stronger in, in 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 the interior. You know, you're not gonna be able to win a championship with this roster. You can get to the playoffs, you can you can you can you can advance, right? But you're not gonna win a championship with this roster, bro. You're not gonna do it. They got a guy out in Portland. He would be a good trade chip, right? For Dane. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, if you get Dane, though, you're still getting you're getting better on the wings. You're getting better in the backcourt, but what you going to do with the frontcourt? Shit, man, the NBA always find a way to get bigs. Somebody can fill a, fill a role, a body. Well, if I'm, well how about this? If you're going to go land. for Dane, why not, why not trade some of the other players and then you keep Dane and Bam? And you got the roster you need. Yeah, I mean, Tyler Hero, a good uh, trade piece. Um, yeah. He's playing well, new contract. Like he could be a trade piece. Um, they just got a gritty team, but you know what? I've been like, this is what frustrates me about Jimmy Butler, man. He coasts throughout the whole entire regular season, and come playoffs, we always like this playoff Jimmy. Like, bro, your team could be a lot further if you just gave a little bit more in the regular season. You wouldn't be stuck mm-hmm. in the eight seed or the seven seed, wherever they are right now. Like, it could be a whole lot better, bro, if he would just stop coasting during the regular season. I agree, bro. Like, like he just be chilling. <laughs> like, just don't play. He don't give like this type of performance. Like, he be straight chilling in the regular season. Regular season, he's just here to show up. Yep. And that's it. And which is crazy. Like, yeah, I agree, bro. No. Yeah, Jimmy doesn't. Jimmy, no, I mean I don't say he, he if he does coast through the regular season. No, he do. Like, uh, you, like you just you're right. Miami got enough to not be a damn eight seed, bro, seven seed, whatever the hell they are. Like there's eight seed. You got on money. They were <laughs> like, like, bro, they got too good of a pieces to be an eight seed, bro. And it's it's for the last few years. It just be he just be chilling. 
And then come playoffs, he, he performed. So, what you do if you if you Miami? What you do with that? I mean, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard to get on him about it because the dude's so talented. He gives max effort, but at the same time, you got to be like Jimmy. We need a little bit more, right? We don't have a roster for you to just be chilling. Like we can't keep fighting from the bottom every single year, thinking we're gonna win a championship. That's just not gonna work. Yeah, it's a nice story to beat number Walker as a number one seed, but how far are you really gonna go as an eight seed? Like it's, it's very what? rare that you go championship from an eight seed, seven seed. Like what is it? Much. with knowing that the collective bar is gonna change the way it is, the CBA is gonna change, and you're gonna not be able probably to even have you only be able to have maybe two max players, period. So even even in the future, in the immediate future, you're gonna have you may have two max players, and then even your bench may be affected by the fact that you have two max players, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, regular season, you coming through coasting, you ain't getting your money's worth. Facts. <laughs> yeah, you ain't getting your money's worth, man. But here's the thing about the Knicks, though. I, I don't. Here's the thing: the Knicks are a good story to me. Mm-hmm. Great freaking story. Like I mean, we're watching them, and they're the, I mean, they're a fantastic story. But that's it. Like, I don't know if they're good enough to even beat Miami Heat. Yeah, but they, they got three guys that can go get it. It's just they Barrett is inconsistent. Brunson has been performing. Julius Randle has been playing well. But it's just that third piece is, is to offset Miami's hustle, a little bit of grit. You can't name outside of Jimmy who else can give them 20. So you would think the Knicks, yeah. should, the Knicks you would think should be able to win this series with the three players that they got. You can't name nobody else out of Jimmy that can on a consistent being give you 20, 25. Like, nobody. Yeah, but that's the thing. I mean, it, it's good for them, right? So they got like, quite, a, quite a few players who give you 10 or 15 points in Miami Heat. But then, like, with, with the Knicks, man, it's like Jalen Brunson give you 20. Maybe if you use your 20 on the road or not, I'm not totally sure. He played great against Clemson. I mean, Clemson, Cleveland on the road. But I just don't know if this – I mean, they're a very good, gritty team. Yep. And it's a good story. But they really don't have a superstar player that you know you can depend on. No, J- Randall has been their superstar player, but he's been somewhat injured with his ankle and and inconsistent play sometimes, especially on the road. I don't know if I can look at that team and really say how they're not from a roster to roster standpoint. I'm not sure they're that much better than the Miami Heat. They got, I right? Say, yeah, you're right. Like like you look from roster to roster. I think they got the better roster. They just got cats that need to perform. So between the two teams, who you think will win tonight? Who you got today? Three thirty. Who you got winning this game? Miami wins tonight. Going back to the Garden two one. Going well. They oh, still yeah, got game Miami three and four. Game four. Yeah, I got Miami winning today though. Okay, Miami. You got Miami winning the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, my pick is I got Miami winning today too. I think Miami's gonna win this game, but I think the Knicks probably will win game four. Yeah. I got Miami winning today, and then going back to the Garden two two. Game five, right. pick them at that point because the Garden going to be electric, and I think they feed off that. I got Miami, uh, New York winning game five in the Garden. Yeah, it's a pick them. It's a pick them game for that one for me. I mean, I'm looking at it like I don't know which which can win, but, yeah, it's a pick them game between that one, bro. That's what Let's get into a bit about the next game. I know you really want to dive into this. It's been a good one. <laughs> I mean, it's a good story. Because Star power. They got a little bit of everything, boy. It's going to be – a probably the game, the marquee game of the day, yeah. seven o'clock, Lakers Warriors. 
Um, let's talk about it. Give me your thoughts on this game tonight, this match tonight between the two teams. Hey, bro, which AD going to show up, bro? And, it, and, it, and I looked at them numbers. That shit is insane that it's truly every other game that dude has not performed. And it's, it's, it's sometimes it's in the wins and sometimes it's in the losses. No. He's had great games in the wins and, and he's had a great game in the loss. And you see when he performs, the Lakers win comfortably. Like yep, they, I agree. They, like, like, bro, like mentally, like, and that's why we got to stop throwing this, this great label out uh, a lot of players. You need to be consistent every year, year out, year out to be great. AD has not been consistent at all. And we always say he got the great, he's top five talent. But, bro, I need you every night. You got nobody on Golden State that can stop you. Nobody. Nobody's quick enough. Nobody's tall enough to stop you. It's all up above the shoulders. Mm-hmm. Like, mentally, mm-hmm. you got to go in that bitch. I'm the baddest man walking. Nobody can stop me. And I'm coming in this bitch and getting 30 and 25. But it's all about effort. Like, you can't be lethargical and shooting your shot short, trotting back. Like, you got to be locked in mentally for the Lakers to win this series, let alone a game. But for me tonight, I think the Lakers will win the inside battle. They may get to the, I think they'll get to the free throw line a little bit more playing at home. And I think that's their key to winning the game, just like they did game one. Now, for the Golden State Warriors, they're going to hit 23s. You just know that. But you can't let uh, – Looney get your double double, ten points. You can't let Draymond Green like last game get your twelve, thirteen points. Get anything he want off the dribble. Control the offense. Being able to you know pass and get Steph and Clay easy shots. And I'm not sure what Dev Darvinham. I get what he's doing because Draymond's not a shooter. But at the same time, when you drop off of him so much, those when Steph and Clay come off those picks, all they need is a little space, and Draymond can hit him with an easy pass. So if I'm going over hand, I'm pressuring uh, Draymond, uh, Draymond, Draymond Green when he has it at the top of the key because now he can't make those easy passes. He can't make those that offense goals. So I would make that adjustment if I'm, I'm Darvin Ham. I'm not letting AD just sit in the paint because it's not like the Warriors are a paint team. They're a jump shooting team. And, and here's, I mean, that's a great example. That's a good, that's a good point. That's a great example is because they went, they went with Green in game two. Bro, I have to bring AD out that paint. Now you take away those five blocks that AD had in game one, and he's less effective. It seems to me like AD, when his defense is on, his offensive game is on. It's effort. And, it's effort. And the effort's there. But when he's not able to show that effort in game, like he did in game one, when he had the 31 and 20, and the defense was there with five blocks, it seems like that really have hurt him. On the offensive side, because that, you know, you have a 12 and 7, 11 and 7, or 12 and 7. Come on, brother. You can't do that. That's pitiful. And here's the thing, and you're, you're right a lot of different ways, and we got to really put this out there. This is 80s team. Yes, it should be. This is not this is not LeBron's team, folks. Like, this is 80s team. You should. You this is, that, yeah. they go as AD goes. Absolutely. Brian, now, uh, like you saw in the first half, like, he was cooking. But it, it made no impact. No impact. And I keep telling people this. I've said this, and it sort of goes back to KD to me. I'm just being honest. KD's game, a lot of KD play, it's not, it's not the impact's not as great as when Booker's playing away, playing the leading role, because his impact is different. 
It's the same thing with with Brian. Brian can give you 28, 27, 28 points. But when you watch the game, you're looking at Brian, you're like, man, oh, Brian got 21. Thought he still down by 12. Yeah. (laughs) But when you watch when you watch AD and you watch what he does and you watch game one, how he was going out there first in the first half. You saw his impact was different, and it just impacts the game more. This team is built around, it's built around. It may be built around LeBron, but it's really AD. AD's team. And if AD plays insufficient, doesn't play great, doesn't dominate, especially in the paint, they are a done deal. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, and if, a ref, if we have a ref that ever listen to us, man, can y'all NBA refs? Can y'all please call? <laughs> they three seconds on 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 AD. That boy sitting in the lane. Yeah, he do be sitting in that joint. He's sitting in the lane. They don't call nothing on AD. AD sits in the lane. I'll be like, man, you can sit there and look at AD. AD just be sitting there. Sitting in the lane. I'll be like, bro, how are how you just sitting there like this? Yeah, rough. But, you know, you know time, listen. They, they be spectating watching too. AD is the best player on the team. I, I'm going to be very clear to everybody honest. Absolutely. And when his impact's not felt, you see it in, the, in these games, bro. And I think. Here's the thing, you know, does he does he come out today and try to force the issue? Does he play lethargic? Like, what happens today? I need, because I need, I need a double-digit double performance in the first quarter. I need a double-digit performance. I need mm, him at least okay. 12, 13, get seven, eight shots up. Like, I just need you to be a presence. Like, like I'm not asking you to go out there and get 30 and 23, but I need to see the effort, right? Like, I need to see effort. I call for the ball sometimes. Like, between him and Brian, bro, get on the block. You don't have to be on the perimeter. You got the size advantage, no shot blocking, right? And look, and we look, we got to give Steve Kerr some credit, too. You know, starting Jermichael yeah, Green. making an adjustment, yep. Yeah, so starting Jermichael Green, giving you more shooting on the perimeter. But at the end of the day, if AD just does what AD does, like, you limit a lot of those things that they're doing. You don't let Draymond Green just go from coast to coast and get an easy layup. Like, he's the engine for their team, but give Steve Kerr a lot of credit, bro. Like, dude don't have no ego. He ain't got no problem sitting nobody. Jermichael Green probably didn't play that much in the damn whole season. But dude mm-hmm. dude came out there, open jumpers, professional, ready to play, gave him double digits. Right? And then Clay was just 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 unconscious. Like, like but the ball was barely touching Clay. Hands in the joint was out of his hand, nothing but net. Right? And the Lakers... It's going to give up 10, 20 to threes. They're going to give up about 20 threes, bro. It's just, they just shoot too well. But you got to have the others for the Lakers. Austin Reeves, I need something, brother. Hey, we, we talking AR 15 and all this. You've been struggling in the last few games. I need you to yep. get back to when you hit those big shots in Memphis and you're talking about I am him. I need I am him tonight <laughs> in the next couple games. What? Do you think they give him more minutes to uh, Yukamar? You know more? Just go with the formula that's been getting you there. Like, if you, you uh, uh, Rui going to give you 25 minutes, he's been shooting the ball well. Like, you know, you just adjust as you see how the game's going. Like, you can't just say, okay, yeah, I just need to give him more minutes. But at the same time, what is he giving me defensively? Right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you can't just give one side of the basketball. The Warriors are too good coming off those down screens, and they're they just lethal. Right? So just continue mm-hmm. to do what you've been doing. But they need AR-15 to, to, to step up Austin Reed to give him a little bit more. He's been struggling with his shot. Um, he's not even getting much you know, off, off the dribble creatively. And like I said, 
I think that's the key. But I, it all it all boils down to Anthony Davis, bro. Like he's the engine that makes that the Lakers car go. And, it, and when he's energetic, it seems like they just all energize from a defensive standpoint. But you know the Warriors gonna do what the Warriors do from a, a shooting standpoint. There's just nothing you can do. But you can't lose the free throw battle, inside battle, and the three point line like game, like game uh, two, and expect to win any game. If not, That's true, bro. If not, the Warriors winning in five. Yeah, yeah. They if they don't, bro. If they yeah, you're right, bro. If they if listen, if they don't find recipe to maybe get what's the way to get Reeves going. Because here's the thing, you saw it in game two because you saw it in game two in this aspect. AD wasn't dominant. There was no wide open shots for for Reese. So because the, the defense not concentrate on staying out on the shooters because AD's not being the AD that we seen in game one. So now Reese is not doing it. He can't get wide open shots. At least get shots or, or drive to the lane, handle the ball. And get those little 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 floaters that he likes to shoot, the mid-range shots that he shoot to get him going. It wasn't there because AD wasn't part. That's the thing. The offense runs. Like I said, and I said this a minute ago. It may be built for LeBron, but the offense runs around AD. So, like, if AD's not balling, he's not giving. He's not giving those guys those mid-range open shots. You, you uh, has been playing well yeah, still. Yeah. Yep. But then Brown's not Brown can't give you nothing because he's a spot of shooter. He can't do it because AD's not committing that double team. Yep. And then the same same thing over. The, I would like to see. You know what though? I would like to see today. If if you see that AD's not giving what you think he should give you, I would love to see LeBron get more in the post. Yeah, I don't know tonight. What I don't know what the hell wrong with him, bro. Like, he's just, like, he just to, running away from like the post. I like that post more. Yeah, he's just running away from the post and just settling for the jumper. And I get the jumpers a lot easier. The jumper the and the three. Yeah, like I get the, the three is an easy out because you don't have to use as much energy. But they need mm-hmm. the post. Like nobody can stop him on the post if he really wants to. Like No, nah, he can't be stopped. Nobody. He's shooting over the top of Draymond. Looney too slow. Jermichael Green on, ain't got enough bricks in his pants to stop him. Moody is too small, but he's getting mm-hmm. a break by just settling for three pointers. And it's not like he wet. Like he's shooting. No, he's not shooting the three. Well. It seems like me. He in the first half, he's going to the basket, he was getting to the rim. Yeah. He was not selling. Then the second half, he just started shelling for threes, and then they got smoked in the third quarter, and that was it. Yeah, yep. That was it with them. So it's just like, all right, bro, like listen, we get it. <laughs> But it would probably work better if you just say hey, you work in the lane of I'm gonna start mixing it up and getting the post when 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 they take AD out or when they play when they when AD's not giving you what he needs you you need a post presence mm-hmm. especially against this team because when you speed up the tempo yeah. you play faster that's to the the, the Warriors' advantage they love it they want you to speed up the tempo they want to be able to get those quick shots quick threes yep, right that helps and then and you know that who that really helps. Outside of a Steph and a Clay, especially because they run a lot of sets for those guys, it has a Jordan Poole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Who's been struggling, was able to, but found his shot a little bit in game one. He had six for 10 threes. Yeah. Six for 11, he had six threes. It was actually awful. He was dreadful. He was dreadful against the uh, Sacramento Kings. But in this series, it allows him to be able to play to his advantages, which is quick, <laughs> fast, lack of really thinking. <laughs> I hate right. to say that. Yeah, yeah. Lack of thinking, unconscious level of, of game plan, and be able to shoot that three and get it out there 
and play quick and fast in a hurry, bro. He loves it. It's to his advantage, to his skill set, and it puts the defense on on um on their heels because he can he can play quick. Yeah, he is a quick. He's quick with that ball. He can. He's got a great handle. Um, so to me, they got a tough. I don't know what today's gonna look like. Yeah, it's gonna be a. It's a, it's a pick 'em. It's, it's gonna be a very pick 'em type game. Who you got winning tonight, though? I just think Lakers being back at home. I think Lakers win tonight in a close one. Um, yeah. I think they won a close one tonight, and I think game four. I think the Warriors lose that one. I just think Lakers got too much. They got the formula to win. It's just they got to do it, right? Like, we know the Warriors, what they are on the road, even though they played the younger Sacramento team, won two games on the road. But I still think they struggle on the road from a, a defensive standpoint, and I think that benefits mm-hmm. the Lakers. Um, so they'll win the next two games. I'm the opposite. I think that I totally think that the Warriors going to win tonight. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, mean they, they, I think it's going to be 2-1. Right Going to game four, I think Lakers may win game four, okay. and I think it'll be two two going back to to Golden State. Going back to the um, bank. I do. I, I I just don't see. I feel like the Warriors feel like now we got a good form, we got a good a good diet to understand what they need to do. And here's the thing. Here's a key recipe that I noticed in game two. I think in game one they were focused on LeBron. Mm-hmm. And they did a conscious level to try to stop LeBron and get him out of rhythm. Yeah. Game two, they focus on AD, and they realize LeBron's not it. They got to focus on AD, yeah. and I feel like that's what I'm. That's what I'm starting to see. I'm seeing a team that now is saying, "Hey, you know what? AD's that guy, yeah. right? AD's that guy. Like not LeBron. AD's that guy, and." It's starting to show, man. It's really starting to show, um, and that's what—that's what I'm starting to notice. Is that's the difference between the two teams? Now you're starting to see that particular ingredient, right? AD's that guy, and they're starting to say we're gonna make a concert to stop AD, yeah. not LeBron. LeBron, go get your 28. Go get your 27. Yeah. You know you, but you're not committing to double team anymore. We'll single up. We'll put Wiggins on you. Yep. We'll put other players on you. Moody. We'll put other players. On you and get out there, Green. We'll put whether well, it's, it's uh, what's that? But hey, we're gonna we're gonna put Green, Draymond. We're gonna put Draymond on. We put Draymond on uh, on AD. We're gonna send double teams. We're gonna make a conscious effort to stop him. Yeah, and you're trying to see it, man. Yeah, you're trying to see it very clearly. AD That's the game plan. Snake, like like you said, LeBron can go for thirty, but how impactful is that thirty gonna be? Right. They still need 25 30 every night and get your double digit rebounds and just command the paint. But if he don't come, agree, if he don't come with it, bro, it's gonna be a real short series. Like, I can't, I can't need, I can't build a franchise about somebody every other night. Like, I need the person I'm building my franchise. I know I can book this every single night from an effort standpoint. So, what do you, what adjustment do you think the Lakers gonna be? We've seen what the, we've seen what the Warriors made in game two. What adjustment do you think the Lakers going to make tonight to win the game? One, they got to win the paint points, get to the line a little bit more, and just just effort. Like you saw it in the Memphis series. Like when if it just you just give all-out max effort on defense, bro, you win a lot of games in the NBA. Because you just, you just got more effort. 
but they can't let Clay go fucking crazy, right? You like look, they gonna make their number of tough shots, but at the same time, you can't go down and shooting your long jumpers and they getting out running. So you got to control the paint and the free throw line. That's what I'm gonna be looking for tonight. So you think there's gonna be more of a paint game? I think they'll get more calls. Last game, I think they'll get more calls at home. I think the refs are giving mm. more calls. And the Warriors can't afford to be in foul trouble at all, especially Draymond. He can't. He can't. He can't mm. get him in foul trouble. Other than that, he, he runs the offense. I know. Steph does Green had, start? Does Green start again tonight? Oh yeah, you go with the same lineup that you uh, had in game two. You got to go Jermichael Green at center. You got Draymond starting. I think you go back to that. You, you stay. You ride that out. Because Looney still. That's a quick question. Yeah, just question. Why is it such a? Uh, I, I got him after the game started seven. Why is it such a big time gap between the first game and the last game? It's like it's a three thirty game. It's a it's an eight thirty game. I think that whole prime time slot, like you know, it's just prime time being in the Bay Area. You know, they want the game to be at five thirty. You know, I get. No, it. but it's not in the Bay Area. It's it's yeah, it's, 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 it's in Tinseltown, it's in L.A. tonight. Yeah, I just think that whole prime time game. It's a Saturday. They just wanted to be at 8.30, bro. They figure everybody be at home or go out where they're going to be at. I just think that's just kind of how it is. It's crazy that Jimmy got 10 points already, and and, and he's got that with that with those bad <laughs> with that bad ankle, man. Right, blame them ninglings the way he went. You can't let uh, Mestros get nine points already, bro. Like, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, Tibbs got to make uh, sense, man. And then why is yeah, he's got Derrick Rose either? Like he's got Derrick Rose just just camped on the on the bench. I don't know, man. Jerry Rose puts up little comments here and there that he's still he's an effective player, but and maybe he's an effective player on a bad team. Mm. And I don't know. Maybe they feel like he don't play winning basketball, bro. That's a good question. That's I, a good point. I still don't. But I know why is there a five hour gap between <laughs> these teams? This game, man, like that's the most ridiculous thing. NBA, NBA. Why do you have a five-hour gap between the games, man? They say, bro, they just want you to uh, do something in between. Canelo fights at 11. That game will end in round five. Shit. I've been around, like, Canelo fights at 11. Eastern Standard Time. Folks, by the way, excuse me, America, there is an East Coast. Well, we do not want games at 830. Like, we don't want a game on a Saturday at 830. Who the hell is sitting at home? On the side of eight thirty, besides old people, <laughs> hey, yo, nobody wants to sit at home and on the eight thirty, bro. Except old people, nobody wants to be sitting at home on the eight at at thirty. Old people, bro, that's just ridiculous, man. NBA, get together, bro. We need to stop this. Yeah, it's, it's a big gap. We need to stop this. That's a humongous time. That's five hours. Yeah, this game's gonna end at six. We just sitting here. But you gonna be sleep though. Uh, I'm gonna not. I may not be sleeping, but I'm gonna be out this door. Yeah. I'm not gonna be sitting at home. <laughs> like, you know, like sitting here at eight thirty, man. Like, I don't, I don't, what I don't know what I'm doing at eight thirty. But eight thirty, I don't want to be sitting up in here. X. Absolutely not, brother. I'm gonna be doing something else. I don't be sitting here worrying about this stupid game. Like, that's ridiculous. So come on, come on, man. Come on, man. Like, that's ridiculous, yeah, bro. Yeah, well, do we got a clown sound? Get a, get the NBA a clown sound, please. For making a five-hour difference between game game three, is that is that not in between game? Nope. Who else playing? This is it. So you gonna wait five hours? Yeah. So for what? 
Yep, this is it. Yep. Five hours? Yeah, I think the Nuggets game tomorrow come on at like 8 o'clock. Oh, what? <laughs> do I got nothing else to do on Sunday? First of all, Sundays, I have other shows to watch. Right. Primetime shows. I'm just saying, bro. I ain't trying to see it until no 5.30. I mean, 8.30. And watch the Lakers and the damn Warriors, bro. I get it. That's 5.30 on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. But there is a East Coast. East Coast run the mark, driving market. Exactly. The TV so if you have a if you have a game at five at three thirty, that game between the Warriors and the West Lane should be easily should be six thirty. That should be a six thirty game, bro. I'm a little upset about this right here. This is ridiculous. What's this on? What, what, what station is this on? Let's look this up. ABC. ABC, come on, cuz. Prime time, baby. Come on, cuz. Prime time, baby. Listen, man, that's ridiculous, man. But listen, yeah, don't y'all don't don't watch this game. Go watch the Tupac doc with his mom, man. It's it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I need to check that out. Absolutely fun. It's absolutely fantastic. Though. I watched episode four like literally late last night, man. Because on ten o'clock, I watched it. I, I recorded. I watched it, man. It's actually the psyche of Tupac. The uh, stress level, um, the stress level, the situational that he went through as far as his childhood, as an adulthood, and becoming like the breadwinner. It's sort of how like when ball players are when somebody instantly gets into a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's sort of how that works, right? Yeah. Like you build your entire career, you're working on things to become this guy. And I mean to take off his own sports, but just a quick, quick note here: you work all entire life to become this guy. And become that person, and then you all of a sudden accumulate that. You 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 achieve those dreams. You achieve those tasks, right? You achieve those dreams, and then you accumulate a lot of wealth, right? Or money, wealth, and then out of nowhere, now you become the breadwinner. So yeah, I think he was staying in Calabasas, like George's family was staying with him. Oh, he, he was only like, and he was like twenty five. Unfortunately, so yeah, he lost his life. But then you look at it like all these people are there to support him and helping him achieve these dreams. But he's just out here, you know, stressed, trying to make sure his mama house good. And, you know, his mom would never leave. I don't, I don't know what she liked about Stone Mountain. That was so great. I think my auntie, uh, God rest her soul, she loves Stone Mountain too. And I never understood it. Like I'd be like, I'm like, why do you live out here? But, <laughs> but see, they just it was her mom. I think the mom, his mom, she did, she lives still out in Georgia. Mm. She never really moved out of there. She always stayed in Georgia. Um, and you know, she went to land. But just seeing that storyline, bro, just seeing the family, the situation, wise, it takes you back to nineteen, nineteen ninety, especially as uh, the situation with you know his untimely death. But it's just that you, when you watch it, but you really realize like this dude had, you know, he had a, uh, he had a, and, you know, he had a lot of things going through his brain, he had a lot of troubling situations that was positive and negative, but, you know, so a lot, and especially in that, in, in that era, that era was a little different, right? Um, so yeah, so yeah, so look, look, I'm gonna stay on that. Let's get back to what we know, the NBA action. Hey, so you saying that it's going? You got LA tonight and LA and LA game three and four. Yeah, they winning both games. The Warriors road. De- they road defense is totally different. I get they won two games against uh, Sacramento, but the yeah. Lakers are a different beast. 
um, from an experience standpoint. Um, they're not going to make those young mistakes that, you know, uh, that, you know, Sacramento was making. And I just think the experience and the, the, the lack of road defense for the Warriors is, is going to be glaring the next two games. I I definitely got the Warriors. I got the Warriors win tonight. I think Sacramento's a better offensive team than Lakers could oh, be. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> way more firepower, better shooting too. They're way better in my opinion. It's better shooters, better players in certain aspects. Outside LeBron AD, I would take the Sacramento rosters over LA roster any day of the week. Oh, I mean, just get rid of get rid of Harrison Barnes. For sure. <laughs> you gotta have the veteran. Of, you gotta have the veteran boy's, presence, man. Like the locker. That boy's man, he's trash, bro. He <laughs> needs to be a coach then. Like you D, man. Like you just gotta veteran, have him around. Be a veteran coach. To be a veteran coach, but stop being a player, because you were awful. Yeah, just you was just absolutely awful. Yeah, I just think, you know, Harrison Bourne, just one of those players, bro. Like you just especially for that team, they so young. Like you need mm-hmm. a veteran presence, you know, getting getting in Darren for Darren Fox's ear. Ace of bonus. Like, you know, he's been around. Like, he's been through the wars with Golden State. He's been around the block. Like, you just need someone like that on the team. He may not give you the production on the court, but just from a locker room standpoint, man, just sitting down talking to him, somebody might be having a bad game. Like, you know, your superstar, like, looks at bonus, but we need you today. Like, you're an all-star for a reason. We need you to come and play. Oh, De'Aaron Fox, but you the reason why you won clutch of the year. This is your time right now, these last five minutes of the fourth. Like, you know, he just, he just, I think that's why you have Paris and Bones on Sacramento's team. Well, clearly, you weren't doing none of that because they <laughs> lost and they lost bad, bro. And they lost, and then, like I told y'all, when I sent the text out, I said it, I meant what I said, and I was like, oh, they about to lose, man. I just felt like I watched his body language at the end of Fox. I was like, hey, bro, you know, he don't look like he didn't want the ball in his hands. Yeah. It didn't look like, I'm looking at the game, like, bro, they're going to lose. He doesn't look like he, they need him to be aggressive. Whether if you're shooting, or if you're hitting shots or not, get to the line. Yeah. I don't know if his finger was bothering him heavily, but it just seemed like to me, like, it, it looked like he, they needed him more than anything, and he was just not there. And I was like, and I was, when he checked out on his team, I checked out on him. You know, it's just that. I was hot. It could be that playoff pressure, man. Like, it's a different. You man. cost me money, D'Angelo Fox. <laughs> it's a different beast, bro. Playoff is you cost, animal. I don't care about the playoff pressure. You cost me money, dog. Aaron said, bro, like he'll pay you. You cost me money. You know what that you, did y'all know what that parlay was looking like? When you got a team, you pick a team to win a series that yo, they did not have them. You had them in seven. The money that was ching ching was coming. Yeah. I was got the head down old DC so quick, boy. Like and, uh, as soon as that thing went ahead. Pay me. Bing bing. Bean, bean, boy, I was headed right down there, boy. I'm about to, I made it my bike in that thing. You know what I'm saying? Comfortable with a book bag like my, I'm Mattress Mac or whatever that boy name is. I come with that thing, come with that thing with book pack on, like, hey, I need all cash, please. Cash, all cash, like cash, cash only. Cash, only. Big cash only, man. I was hot when I saw them boy down. Cause they were up by two. They were up by two or four at halftime. Yeah. I just seen the change coming in. Like Lord Jesus, thank you. Come on, Nick. You know what I'm let me go take my. Let me go ahead and take me a nice little hold up. Let me buy buy. I'm buying several flights to go out of the country on this one. Facts. And then boy, when I saw that third quarter, nice. that's all stuck in hitting the shots. I thought I was sinking lower and lower in my seat. <laughs> so your money just going down the drain? Oh, all right. Well, he was hitting threes. I said, bam. 
I said, come on, man. Then I saw them hit the score. I said, okay, just stay in it. Keep it 10. You at home. Stay within 10. You know how this works. You at home. Yeah, stay within problem. 10. And if you stay within 10, the fouls will start accumulating. They'll call the fouls in your favor, bro. They want to go into the basket. Sabonis looked like he was, didn't want to do nothing. Harrison Barnes was the, he looked like he when he shot that trash three, he shot he knew it wasn't going in. Yeah. Like, man, like I'm just watching the game, bro. Like, come on, man. Brown decision-making was awful. He kept putting that Davis a second in. Davis, he getting cooked. Why do you keep playing this kid? You're getting cooked. Going, sometimes you just go on what you've been doing the whole season, bro. That's not here. That Davis, the second one playing like that, man, they're playing Mitchell, especially this series. And Mitchell, when he was getting the game, Steph would shoot the ball. Mitchell just stay there and watch. <laughs> Steph would there shoot the ball. Like, man, instead of going to try to grab a rebound, like, man, what is you doing? Luna's got 20 rebounds. Like, go in there and rebound, bro. Like, uh, yeah. ah, he gave us a bonus the business. I don't want to talk about them boys no more. So, man, so I'm about to say, any discussion outside of that? Because we were talking about NBA basketball. There's uh, We got the Canelo fight tonight. Yeah, Derby. Some good sports tonight. Who you, well, well, who you got win the Derby then? Shit, the favorite out for it. Um, shit, so shit. It's a pick em, bro. Like, if you, you bet money today, you might as well just go with the field. Right, like, like, mm. like, it just, horse racing, bro, especially this early, the first one, like, it's just hard to pick point. Like, if you don't go with the favorite, like, you really don't know who else to go with. I think you really get the idea of what horses is going to be at the next, like, the the Preakness. I think that's when you get mm. the idea of the, the horses in the field. You'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, I could, you know, I would bet money on X horse. You know, the favorite didn't do too well at the Derby. I'm going to go with this one. I think you just got to kind of get a feel for the Derby. It's the first one to, then a lot of other horses, a couple of them died. Like, it's a lot going on right now with these horses, bro. For real. Yeah. There's a lot hey, it's, called a, it's called the steroid shots they're giving them. They're giving these boys something. These horses something, man. But, yeah, it's just a lot, a lot going on in the Derby right now. The, the favorite is out, so I would bet money on the field right now. I hate day betting on horse racing, especially the Derby. Um, I hate betting on them for online because – Bro, they only do it on five different apps. They don't do anything else. Oh yeah. You can't bet. You can't bet the M- MGM. Oh, wow. The MGM, which is the local one around here. You can't bet the city one. So I'm 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 in both. I ain't gonna lie to anybody. <laughs> yeah, so I'm in both. You can't bet the city one, and you can't bet the MGM one. They got the MGM sports booking down there by the stadium, the Nat Stadium, and then you got the one out there by the the casino. And then you can't bet the um, you can't bet the DC downtown one. You can't bet either one of them. So how you you got to be in house. You got to. You can't bet on mine. You got to be in house, and you got to hope they're betting it. Damn. Because they don't, they normally don't do it. You got to be in house and bet it there. You got to bet the book there, like physically be there. Oh, wow. Or you got to bet that you can't. But you can't bet it online. Damn. So they, they don't offer the service. Money. They don't offer the um for either one. I think it's like only fan duels and um the other. So it's like five that actually do them. So they ain't trying to make no money. I can kill. They can't make no money. If I can't make no money, I can kill us wins. Cause I don't understand. I don't understand the game enough to really know and really pick like who you think gonna win. Like, yeah, I think it helps that they're like, I think they're like, I think people are like thirty to one or something like that. Some, I think like the the best odds like twenty seven to one yeah. on one of the horses, man. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough for that. I gotta look online, figure it out, and do all that good stuff, man. But you know, somebody will win today. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I wanna. I hope to see the previous. I want the previous to be online. And I bet that one, though. 
What about Canelo fight? Who you got winning that one? Man, Canelo gonna beat the dog mess out of Ryder, bro. Like nobody know who this dude is. Like, yeah, it's a great story to come back home, fight in Mexico. I hope you don't uh, have too many plans because it's gonna be a quick one. <laughs> man, listen, it's gonna, like, be out, listen. it's gonna be out in three rounds. Knockout. Listen, I'm gonna tell you right now, they did not pick Ryder for no reason at all, and they damn sure. They pick and, and they fighting in Mexico. You know they pick Ryder for a reason in Mexico. Canelo's not losing. Oh, <laughs> at all, it's gonna be. Okay. Canelo's not gonna lose a fight in Mexico, not at all. You might as well make some other plans because you ain't gonna be there too long. It's gonna be yeah, yeah. whatever, whatever's popping, whatever chicken fight, whatever coop fight y'all about to go watch. <laughs> y'all should go ahead and put that on the same billing as that. Over there, put a a, a coop fight or some bull, some bull fight they got going on, some bull bull whatever they be doing on them. I mean, I've been to Mexico quite a few times. Shout out to Wires. But I ain't gonna lie, they have to. They normally have some coup fight on the schedule. You better off watching that than watching this fight. There's gonna be more competitive. A coup fight is gonna happen. It's gonna be way more competitive than this fight. Yeah, and it's time for you know Canelo to get back in the mix, bro. Fighting some quality opponents, like you know. Yeah, yeah. he's got. Listen, he's got some competition. Yeah. But I don't think he. Listen, he's not gonna fight. Listen, let's be real with each other. Canelo's not fighting being being a Diaz, bro. Yeah. He's not fighting being Diaz. It ain't happening. Mm. It ain't happening. I don't. You should fight Bevel again. Huh? Uh, Bevel again. You think you should fight him again? No. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, boy, too big. No. Like, I think he's Canelo too big. To settle, settle at one of these weight divisions, bro, and just just run through it. All this going up from one sixty, one sixty eight. Mm. Now you're trying to go to light heavyweight. Come back down. Like you're doing too much. Well, he's doing the best of his weight. Yeah. I mean, as he aged, it helps him. Because of his weight, the weight fluctuates. He doesn't have to. He doesn't when he fight life of light heavyweight. It's probably just walking around weight. Yeah, he doesn't have to when he trains. He doesn't have to take as much weight off. So you know when he was fighting, you gotta realize he came in at what the weight? Yeah, yeah at one forty seven. So like coming up from one forty seven to to like fighting at one sixty eight to one sixty eight to one seventy five for him as he aged, it helps. Right, like it doesn't hurt him. Then he was at middleweight for a little minute. It helps him in that angle, but he's not fighting Benadiaz. Let's be real with each other. He's not fighting Benadiaz. We see it, it's not happening. Yeah, now I would, like, I would, I would like to see him. Listen, give these these. Give, let's do one of these trouble twins. Right. <laughs> listen, it's time. I don't. I think one of the trouble twins ain't fighting like three years. Yeah, them niggas. They bro, them two, bro. They just about to flash. Ain't no sense. Like, so I don't I don't know what's going on with their the contract or what's going on with them or what I don't know. But I think one of the Charles ain't fine three years. So it's like, let's see two, listen, get one, go score out one of these child out twins. Cause one's a junior, I think one's middleweight or yeah, one, you know, one is uh one is one fifty four, right? One is at one fifty four and one's at one sixty. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, but let's see. Let's see them like one is middleweight, one's Julian Weatherweight, or I don't know if it's one is yeah, Julian Weatherweight's one fifty four. So no, Jun no, uh, Junior Middleweight. I think what it is. I mean, I don't know if it's Junior. I don't know. I forgot what you call one fifty four. But super welterweight, super welterweight. That's what it is. Okay, yep. So, but at this point, bro, like fight one of these damn taller twins. Yeah. I'm tired of seeing them not fight. They don't fight nobody. They just show up and fight drunk and, and loud. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, yeah. you see them sometimes on the Instagram, 
training. I'm like, well, who y'all training for? Because y'all don't tell you. The only dude is, I mean, other kid, he fought the he fought the dude from Detroit. That was about it. I mean, they didn't fight some Mexican because they, and I don't know who they fighters they get them from. Like, because they're never nobody. No, man, like, fight one. Listen, Carlos, go fight Ben Diaz. Yeah, they don't want that work. They don't want that work. <laughs> but you need to fight him because, I mean, if Caleb, Caleb fought him, then you need to fight. Yeah. I, I don't get it, bro. Yeah, I don't get it. So I'm with you with Canelo, bro. Huh? I'm with you with Canelo. Yeah. They, like the Charlo twins need to start calling people out doing something, bro. Like they just like just want to be flossing on the ground. They just want to be at all the fight ringside. Like, bro, it's time to like to get the respect that you want. Like, you gotta start go fighting some people with some names. That's true, bro. Like you can't. That's true. What you talk about? The the third rank what? WBC. Like, bro, nobody cares about that. That's why you'll never. They don't never even know who they pay- are. Yeah, there'll never be a pay per view star. Never. Yeah, I, nobody knows who they are. Yeah, nobody knows who that. In local, who do you lo- local hood? What you talking about? Yeah, bro. In local stu- hood, hood superstars in in uh, Texas. <laughs> that's it. That's exactly what they are, bro. Yeah. And that's it. What do you? What are your thoughts on uh, on um? I'm trying to do my man name. What is your thoughts on? On uh, not not. What do you? Oh, okay, yeah, that's a good. Tank, what do you thought Tank's performance? Um, I don't know if we talked about Tank's performance last week. He was patient. Um, I think he took away what Ryan Garcia wanted to do, and that was the left hand. I think it was a Mm -hmm. great tactical performance by Tank. Um, and he performed right. Like Ryan Garcia is a very quick. Individual, like his hand speed is probably faster than Tank. He's taller. He has a long reach advantage. So I think Tank didn't want to get caught. But we know Ryan only had the left hand. And and, and I didn't see, haven't seen a lot of Ryan fights. But it seemed like everything he talked about pre-fight, I'm going to knock you out with the left hand. I'm going to do this with the left hand. Like, dude, you don't have no other hand? And it was evident that once Tank took that away, like he had nothing else. Now, you know, they got some people talking about it was, you know, uh, fake, you know, with the whole body shot and he, he was fixed. Like, Tank hit him with a good body shot. Like, it hit him. He did. Uh, and you get hit like that, bro, where you probably can't breathe. Like, I'm sure that shit hurts. <laughs> yeah, in the lever. Yeah, lever shot. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's it. And then it's probably like delay. Like, he's probably like, yo, I, I can't beat this dude anyway, so I might as well just call it quits. Like, he took away what his best thing and Tank just mm-hmm. neutralized it, bro. And, and tight fight. Tank fought a, a very strategic fight. Uh, he wasn't active, like super busy, but you don't want to get caught either. And I think Tank performed. He did what he did. Did it, did it meet your expectations though? Absolutely. Like uh, you know, we called it kind of middle round. Like Tank ain't not knocking too many people out early like that no more. Like he's he's starting to get that Floyd mentality where like, all right, I'm gonna figure you out. I'm gonna go to work. I'm gonna punish you, and then I can get you out any time I want. But I'm gonna punish you. And I think he's starting to get that floor. Like, wait, he's not going the distance. Like, he's just too much power. But um, it was definitely a, a good performance by him. Definitely the face of boxing now. He's a pay-per-view star. He is, bro. I, I, I agree with you. I, you know, I told you. I thought it was me early. Yeah. I said fifth round. Uh, you know, at first I said, like, around six or seven or eight. That's a little late. But now I'm like, nah. I thought about it. I said, nah, I think he was knocking out early. I just felt like, especially when he come to the second, in the second round, I was like, oh, he may not get up. 
Yeah. So it was just one of those things where I just noticed the, the, the flaws of Ryan Garcia's game. Um, watching him against different fights, getting put down before, and then Tank just being a very patient, um, um, very patient, very uh, savvy, smart fighter. People need to give him more respect for his, his ring IQ. He's very absolutely. smart in the ring. Yeah, absolutely. He'll know. He knows when he when somebody's very powerful, he can stay away from him. He did that against... um. What was it? Uh, the last that he knocked out, Roly. Um, Roly. Oh, oh no, uh, Garcia in in DC. No, he did not got Garcia in DC. Remember, Garcia gave up. Oh, gave okay because because he gave up. He came up the chair in the ninth round. He said that he couldn't see, yeah. but Roly was the last one he actually knocked out. Yeah. And I remember watching that fight, saying to myself, like, okay, I see his style now. He's he's very patient. He's very smart. He knows the fighters that probably have strength. He knows how to play out that strength a little bit. And he knows how to lure you in traps. And he caught him in the trap just like he caught Ryan Garcia in the trap in the second round. That second round, if you watch it, Ryan Garcia threw a left hand at the left hook. He he ducked it. He got up under it. The second one kind of caught him a little bit brush. He threw the same type of left hook. Then he threw a right hand up under it to the body. And then the third left hook he threw was the same left hook, but he was way too close. If you watched it again... Tank was putting that right hand out, measuring him, yeah. tapping him, measuring him, tapping him to see if he can get enough, get right in that space. Ryan Garcia walked in through the same push the third time. Yeah. Bam, caught him on the back, yeah. right there on the chin, bro. So it's just one of those things where you're starting to see that, that type of feel right there where you're you're starting to realize that this guy's green IQ is starting. His boxing IQ is coming even better and better as he's going through these fights and maturing. Absolutely, like, and then for Ryan Garcia, brother, talent is there. He got to expand his game. Like, everything can't be the left hand. Um, you know, you you gotta be able to, you know, deliver both hands, like both power with both hands. Um, he's yep. young. You know, he talked his way into the fight. Hey, man, you know, sometimes you 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 ask for what you want. <laughs> he got it. <laughs> but I think he got you know, it. Hopefully, yep. you know, he can learn from this. And you know what? And it's to get better for him because he can he can be a, a, a darling of boxing as well because he's charismatic, you know, mm-hmm. young, you know, look good. Like you know, people draw to that, right? And that's what listen, it's always it's always money to be made, bro. Facts. It's always money to be made, and and listen, Durant, Kevin Hart is not Durant completely out. Yep. And Durant still had one of the most amazing Hall of Fame careers. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Before we get up out of here, what was your thoughts on Lamar's contract, brother? It came out this past week. Hey, bro, I'm glad he stuck to his guns because um, he could have easily folded um, and been like, you know what, show up to camp, show up to OTAs. But, you know, when you stand on what you want, bro, eventually you'll get it. And I think the jailing contract helped him. It kind of gave him, you know, Baltimore a, a barometer of, okay, we can work off of this, right? Yeah, eventually someone will break. Deshaun's 236 is just inevitable. But I love Deshaun, uh fact that Lamar stuck to his guns. And we always talked about, as it got along, like, damn, maybe he should have gotten an agent. But at the end of the day, it worked out. Like, nobody's worrying about the past. People's worrying about the future. Because at the end of the day, you tr- I truly believe, bro, yes, the agent probably gives you those little meetings there and there, can go back door, talk to this team, that team. But at the end of the day, bro, these contracts so public record, 
Like, you know what everybody's making. You know what the ins and outs of these contracts. All you really need is a great lawyer to analyze the contract and make sure you're just getting a good contract. You know whether you want $100 million today, next year, the league year, I want another $100 million in my signing bonus. Like, you know all that. Like, I truly believe you don't need an agent. But at the end of the day, uh, shout out to Lamar. Let's give Lamar a call for, you know, getting to the bag. You know, they're they adding receivers now, quality receivers to get him, you know, getting passing the ball, not just going to Andrews all the time. But at the end of the day, man, Lamar stuck to his guns, and he got the, a very nice payday, which, shit, in another three years, he's going to probably be up again because a lot of that. So do you like the fact that he had a no tr- you like the fact that he had no trade clause and an and a no franchise tag clause? Love it. Does you do you think do you think that this gives Baltimore like a a room of opportunity to move on from him after three years? He's he still he ain't gonna be thirty, dog. Will he be thirty? Thirty one? He'll be yeah, he's only twenty six right now. And hell, today's NBA, I mean NFL cats are playing a lot longer. So for them to give him that type of deal, bro. You got to believe him. Like, what else they got? Like, unless you draft someone and they just – you hit a home run on it, you you got Lamar, and that's what you got for the rest of your future if you truly want to. You change those Cs because you wanted more of a passing attack, a balance attack versus just strictly read option all the time. And you clearly saying we're building around Lamar for the future. There's a second year in a row you draft a receiver, round one. You went and signed OBJ, right? Like – they're telling everybody, like, we're trying to build around Lamar. Even though they was playing hardball with the contract, they probably didn't want to do it. But, man, these NBA, NFL contracts for quarterbacks is getting inflated anyway. You might as well just, like, it's what it is. Hey, but that one th- – I understand that it was 189. Um, I like the deal in general because no trade, no franchise. People feel like – and I listen to some, some of the components – on talking about this should give up Baltimore opportunity if they want to move forward and move away from Lamar. And it actually ties into Lamar more for the next three years for sure, but next five years. But my thing is because you're building a team around his skill set, so you can't you can't never press a hard reset without being able to understand that you're building around his skill set. But here's the thing, does does this make Lamar run less? If I'm Lamar, like I think Lamar is gonna try to prove a point of trying to be a pocket passer. I think he's going to try to show people, look, you give me the weapons. Look, I can throw for 4,000 yards. Right? I can do it. And I think he may mm-hmm. try to prove a point. But don't prove the point. Do what you've been doing. And if they're open, throw it. If they're not open, run. Use your athletic ability. Move the chains. It's about wins. It's not about impressing people and showing people wrong. Like, look, I'm a passer. Man, look, do what you're doing, man. Like, do what you do. We know you're a talented passer. But at the end of the day, just continue to do. And I think he might try to run a little bit more to maybe prove a point to try to pass the ball. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, does this change the style of his game? Because he's more efficient when he's running for a thousand, he's strong for three thousand. But he's talking about throwing for six thousand. Well, of course, you know, yeah, you know, just us. Yeah, he's not doing that. But to me, that just says like a lot about like what is this going to be his? What's now going to be his? Uh, what's now going to be his angle? to justify this contract because this is going to be a very much a contract that he's going to have to now justify by his play. And I don't want him to be in a situation where he's playing. Um, he's taken away from his strengths yeah. as, a, as his talent, just because of this contract. And I, just, I, I, I'm, 
I'm hoping that he still stays aggressive in running and rushing and doing what he's doing and playing that style of play and being able to get himself, uh, get his team in the right position and not just trying to say, I got to prove that I'm worth this $189 million. I want to stay healthy type stuff. Yeah, you want to stay healthy, but uh, that's not, that help shouldn't be your reason why you should be trying to play where you play. Play play your style of football. Yeah, play what this is what got what you, you here. Yeah, do what you do. This, this is what got you here. And I, and I and so look if I feel if he can, and I'm sure Ravens probably want him to run a little bit less, but at the end of the day, his legs is is a, is a weapon. Like it's, it's a weapon, it's bro. A weapon, bro. Like you cannot defend that. Like you, you not you not stopping in one on one in open field. Like like dude can easy. And I, if he go for, you know, maybe sixty yards a game and throw for three hundred, I think the Ravens will take that. And, and yeah, but I mean, and, but is that really Lamar being what he wants to be? So I just want him to just play Lamar style football. Don't worry about trying to get the ball to all the receivers. Play that style and and utilize the talent when you need to. Yeah. But just utilize his talent too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because I feel like yo, like I don't want him to stop being Lamar. Yeah. Like because Lamar is 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 a dynamic weapon. Absolutely. Like you can't defend his legs. Like and he's getting better. Think? He's getting better as a passer. He's getting better as a passer. What do you think about Richardson? It's a possibility he may start the first game of the season. Uh, I mean, I'm not surprised. I think a lot of times these NFL teams want to start the clock now versus waiting two, three years to see what you truly got. Um, and I think, you know, you're not paying him a ton of money. I think that's a driver too. Right. So you you feel like, okay, damn, if I'm like I think when Cam came out, that was right before the rookie rookie scale, if I'm not mistaken, or the year before. Um, no, when uh, what's his name? Uh, Sam Bradford. I think that was the last year, like paying these big dollars. So now, mm-hmm. like, you feel like, okay, let's see what we got year one, year two, like now, because now mm-hmm. the teams are trying to pick up and decide about this fifth year option, really and truly, after year three at three, right? To see what you truly have. And now it's like, do you sign them early versus waiting too late? So you gotta mm-hmm. kind of play them now to kind of see what you truly got. Like, there's no waiting three, four years with these first top five tight quarterback picks. Like you got to play them like right now to see what you truly mm-hmm. It's growing pains. Right? You, you're a top five pick for a reason. Like your team is drafting top but five. You got it, without a quarter, but you think with a quarterback, they, do they not become one of the better teams in the, in, the, in the AFC South? If Jonathan Taylor can bounce back from the bad year that he had this year, if you stick with the running game first and then play off of that and use his mm-hmm. athletic ability with Richardson – you got some solid receivers. You got a decent tight end game. You got one mm-hmm. of the low lines when they're healthy. You got some pieces to build around, but I'm not going to say, Richardson, I need you to drop back 35 times and throw the ball and give me 300 yards. Like, if you give me two, 250, but Jonathan Taylor going to be the focal point of our offense. And that's the mm-hmm. recipe okay. for, for the coach if you're going to start him day one. Okay, I agree with what you say right there. I think they need to. They're gonna to have to start him first, and first we'll see what you got, and then, and then you gotta you gotta realize you gotta work the type of office you want to have. So yeah. to get the office you want, you're gonna to have to play him all, all immediately. So uh, he's probably the best quarterback on the roster. Oh, absolutely. You know, they, I know this sounds like he's the best quarterback on the roster. He's the best athlete in that position for sure um, on that team. So why not start him right day one? Yeah, going to mention you know, you know what, what you got with that. Like you, you already know, like. They ain't like, yep. like, damn, is it going to be close? Like, no, I know what I got in him. He's decent. 
Let him be a, a mentor in a, in a quarterback room. But let's start the clock now to see. We may not have sure. nothing in three years. Like, we might right. realize, like, damn, this shit is nothing, and we got to go get another quarterback. <laughs> yep. So instead of waiting two, three years and then be like, damn, we wasted five and years. At the end of the day, right man, now. listen, Trey Lance out there. Facts. We have to bring some competition there. You get the trade for him. He gonna bring him in there. there. Yeah, he's going to be sitting this year. Brock Purdy come back and be healthy. I, I believe he's QB1 for them. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Look, before we get up out of here, there's a huge discussion going on, especially in the Alabama football world. They've been they've been asking the top the top receivers of care in Alabama, especially the last ten years, last Oof, decade. That's tough, boy. They've been asking them Oof. who's the best five receivers that came out of Alabama, right? Shit. So let me give you let me give you Jaden Waddles top five top five Alabama receivers. Mm-hmm. Number one for him, Devontae Smith. Okay. Number two, Amari Cooper. Mm. Number three. Jerry Judy. Number four, Calvin Ridley. Number five, Julio Jones. Right? Number boy had some smoke coming out of that boy. Now he said this. He said, My list has nothing to do with the numbers or accolades. Y'all don't understand how foolish two through four made people look. Right? So he's probably talking about he's probably talking about Amari Cooper, Jerry Judy, and Calvin Ridley, and Julio. And he didn't even mention Rugs with you know, shout out to Rugs, man. Sorry, I mean, I hate that. I hate that it happened. What happened to you, brother? Yeah. You know, what I mean, hope you stay strong. Get out there in Las Vegas, man. Get through your situation, and then go back here and live your life because you're a young man, brother. Uh, but you were, you were definitely a, a, was hell on that, on that gridiron, and you, you're still a good person. You do a lot in the, in the Montgomery community, yeah, so hope everything works out for you. He come back, and you know, he can live his life. But Calvin really states Smith was Smith's best out of bound receiver. Mm. Devontae Smith. All right. Now, this has been going on for the last few weeks because I think they asked Devontae Smith top five receivers. Mm-hmm. And his number one was Julio, Omari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy, and Devontae Smith. Him, himself. So when you read this, I ask you, who's your top five? Out of those five, uh, uh, not out of, but out of those Alabama, Alabama receivers in general, who is your top five? And do you agree with these guys' top five? Because one has Julio at the one. Some people have Julio at the five. I don't know if it's, they're looking at it from, they're assessing it from a college standpoint or versus pros. Like, I mean, because you look at the pro factor, you got to say Julio's one. And then here's the thing. I, I, I wish, I wish uh, we had... Um, I definitely wish we had uh, uh, Don and Keon on this conversation because, bro, like, I'm out of the five names. I can't name any five receivers, especially in the last 10 years, right? We talked last, we think it was 10 years now. Last 10, 11, maybe 12, 13 years. Who do you love? I think it was last year, 2010. But if you just think about the last 15 years, I can't name a program that's had those type of receivers. Thanks. Like you can't LSU can't you can't name five better receivers in them five. Yeah. You can't name better five in any other program in the United States. So, maybe a quick question: Your thoughts on that list? And who, who would how would you label? How would you how would you name? What would you be your top five receivers came out of Alabama? Well, that shit is tough though because <laughs> you figure a lot of them only played. You give them two good solid years. A lot of them came out early. Yeah, 
right? So you're looking at basically a two-year body of work, right? That's yeah. what you got to kind of look at it. And looking at Waddle's list, I have no problem with Devontae one because you look at his two years, he dominated. His, no, but Don, the, Devontae out of all of us said four years. Right, but his, his like his dominant years, he probably his got – His last two years. His, probably his last two years, right? Right, yeah. Amari was just Mr. Dependable. Like, like he yeah. wasn't flashy. Like, he just did his job and went home. Same kind of same with Julio. Ridley was dog. Ridley was a dog. Right? Yeah. Like, who else was with Ridley that them, them, them couple years? Well, here's the thing. Ridley played his last year. Ridley played with uh, Judy. Judy, Devontae, and uh, Ruggs was freshmen. <laughs> they were freshmen when Ridley was really his last year there. Yeah, you can't, you can't go wrong with Waddle. I would go with Smith one. Uh, Judy, I may move Judy to two. Mm, Judy, Judy okay. was a dog. I would move mm-hmm. Ridley down and put Julio four. So if I had to put really, really be five for me and Amari with three, I think I would put in that. Mm. I wouldn't put Ridley over Julio. Julio, because Julio had some drops, little, little hand. Mm. He wasn't short-handed, but the talent was just there. Like, he just dominated. Like, he would just so – Julio. Julio was a like Julio dominate, bro. He was yeah, a he was a dog, bro. Right, like, and you can even put Julio number one. Like, like Julio to me was the best freshman. If I look, if I have to get out, and I'm looking at all these guys, cats, Julio is a freshman. Julio's a freshman doing that stuff when he was doing. Now that's the difference between everybody else. In a in a in a non offensive, non throwing era, Julio was a beast. Like Julio had 200 yards against LSU before. Like Julio was a an animal. I remember Julio was a freshman when he did when he he caught that back end pass. They they say it was out of bounds against Georgia, and then they they reviewed it and they showed that he caught it. Like Julio, as a true freshman, was one of when you saw the talent on him, you were like, this kid is absolutely phenomenal. Like it, it was just ridiculous, and he came in when they were like it was a lot of things hedged on him, like. They wanted to see what he was about. They, everybody was like, it was just a, it was a big, like, Julio had a big target on his back because he came in with a lot of fans. He was the number two player. I think he was either one or two. It was either him or A.J. Green that year. They were like one or two as far as the best player in the nation. Yeah. Um, so I think I always got to put him as one because he started that bringing those dominant receivers to Batman, man. But then you got to go with, like, yeah, you saw something like Judy, you gotta put out Coop because Coop was a Heisman. Coop had to be two to me because he was a Heisman finalist. And Coop freshman year, remember he broke out his freshman year because White tore his ACL, mm. and they had another receiver got hurt. And then Cooper stopped playing, and we saw we saw what we saw with Coop. Like we were like, man, the Cooper would not even play this freshman year. His freshman year, he got in, and it went. It, it was three years, and we saw he was end up being a Heisman finalist. Yeah, it's so, a tough boy. Alabama had some work come through there, though. Like you bro, said, the like, last decade, mean, like you can't find another program. Alabama and Ohio State, that's probably the two. And the rest and of them, they drop off after that. And think about this, though. Like, I'm I'm looking at it like, are we doing this just off the body? Like you just said, the body work of the two years, three years they were there. Or you do it year by year because I would say Jason Williams, the year that he was there. Dominant was a was a dominant year. Yeah. 
Like they had like fifteen touchdowns, like over a hundred thousand. I mean, over a thousand some yards, like almost eighty catches. And he came out of nowhere. Nobody saw that coming. Hey, nobody. And knows. it was ridiculous. It was just like, oh, he's just a transfer from Ohio State. Yeah, nobody he saw it coming. And, that, and he came in. He came through blazing. Yeah. Yeah, like it, you can't go wrong with a top five in Alabama. No matter how you what you pick. Yeah. Everybody has a justification to be number one. Um, and I'm glad Waddle didn't put himself on the list. Like, cause I looked at yeah. Waddle more of a, a, a returner type guy to me, like, cause it's his speed, but he definitely was definitely could get over the top on anybody at Alabama from a speed standpoint. No. Probably the fastest, probably. I think Waddle put himself on there probably because his, you know, his junior year, his last year that he got hurt. And he got hurt yeah. in the Tennessee game and he broke his leg. And that's reason, probably why he did not put himself in that list because if you think about his first two years, but you think about his he split he came once he was a freshman. His sophomore year was as good as anybody. Yeah. That dude was electric, especially running especially pump returning. But it was really his he hurt that probably why you look at Devontae Smith the way you do. Because Devontae Smith was able to take on that load once he got hurt. But then you think about Michi. Yeah, Michi had three, four great years, three, these three good years there. Yeah. But Michi was a was a was an animal. Yeah. His, uh, his 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 uh last year. So me you had Michi, you now they've had some especially last double say they had some run for the last few years, bro. Some great receivers coming through there that have changed like the landscape of what everybody view Alabama football. Go ahead. Like he didn't have multiple dogs at the same time. Right. Yeah, like it ain't like yeah. you just like hey, I got one, and then you got some decent ones coming up. Like he didn't had two, three dogs at the same time yeah. over the last five to six, seven years. Like it's just ridiculous. Man, bro. It's ridiculous. Dog. He's had he's had several first round draft picks at receiver. I mean, I think he's running on like I think they didn't have any receivers that clear this year, but I mean beforehand, I mean they had with Williams last year. I think he's had like four or five, maybe six, six more. Well, maybe four or five. He had me rugs, uh, uh, Waddle, uh, uh, Judy, Julio. But we ain't talking about. I'm just talking about the last four or five years. Judy and then Williams and I'm trying to think Smith. That's five. Yeah, yeah. So he's had like he had two in one. He had two in one draft. I know he had uh no. Yeah, he had two. He had, had Waddle Waddle Smith yeah. in the same draft. Yeah, Judy and uh, Ruggs went. Didn't they go first round too? Yeah, he had two and two drafts. He had two 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 receivers and 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 drafts, bro. Like that's that's phenomenal right there. Yeah. So since we're talking about Alabama football, what do you think about the kid from Notre Dame transferring to Alabama? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> evidently, what's the guy? The kid Sims, right? Is that his name? The 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 little running quarterback. Monroe. Monroe. Yeah. So uh, evidently, somebody must not be sold on the kid for Alabama. Uh, I, listen, listen. He's done that before, so I'm not gonna say that he's done it before. He did it with. Uh, he had a transfer come in late with um, when Jalen was there. He actually did it when he's actually done it when Bryce was there. To be honest. Um, to me, before I think I was that one with Mac Jones who came court. I don't remember. He's had. He's done that before. I'm I'm just at his listen, if he was a starting quarterback that won the job, I don't I don't like it because here's the reason why. I don't like it because they're bringing in the um a kid that knows the office system, 
of the OC, yeah, Reese. But my thing is, Summer Reese, I'm going to say this very clear. And if any Bama fans would listen to this, please, you can hopefully somebody can relate to it. I'm going to make sure this message gets to Summer Reese, too, though. We don't, they're not paying you to bring the Notre Dame offense. They're paying you to take the players, the talent you have, make them successful. So we're not, I don't want to see the Notre Dame offense. I can care less about the Notre Dame offense. If you can't, if, Adam, if Nick Saban said, hey man, come here, we want to run a Notre Dame offense, then Nick Saban should be fired. <laughs> this is being very blunt. Yeah. Because you don't pay him to run a Notre Dame offense. That, that's not what they should even be thinking about. Nobody gives a rat's ass about Notre Dame's offense. Being very blunt about it, right? Nobody cares about that. But they should care about and focus on is bringing, bringing the type of talent that you bringing that having somebody who coached the talent that's there, and that's what should his be his his imprint on this team is to focus on the talent that's there. And so, if the talent is there, if Moreau is the best player with the best talent in our position, you start him. Um, I didn't like like I didn't like the fact they bought him because I'm like. I don't, I don't, I don't, you don't, I get you want competition. Morris got to learn. No, we didn't really know what Bryce, I mean, first of all, I thought Bryce was going to start as a freshman. We didn't know what Matt Jones was. Right. Right, because when I saw the small son beside Matt Jones, when Tua got hurt, I didn't see a starting quarterback. I didn't see it. I was like, yeah, he's okay, but I don't see, like, the interception he threw against Auburn, I'm like, anybody, nobody's going to throw that dumb pass against Auburn. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm like, it just it was the plays that he was making. I didn't see what I saw for his senior year, and Matt Jones lit it up yeah, his senior year. He ate, let's see, yeah. maybe that's what I was, the OC, maybe the offensive coordinator uh, was, uh, you know, was, was balling that year. I don't know what it was, but he balled his senior year. So, to me, it was like, okay, but that's what I want them to see. I want them just like like when they brought in Shark. I don't recall Shark talking about we bringing the outfit, the West Coast principles. I don't nobody. I don't want to see that. I want to see you take the talent that's there and make it successful. And if that's if Moreau is the best player, the best talent there, man, I don't care if he runs the ball twenty times. And we see Jalen two point I want to see Jalen two point Then I don't want to see this kid from Notre Dame run an offense. And you don't have the type of players that has that type of talent. Yeah. But you don't. Like you, your receivers are not going to play well. It's not going to look right. It's going to look awful. It's going to look like when Georgia brought Justin Fields in, and Justin Fields was not the best. He was not great for that offense. They needed a type of talent. He was great for our State offense because he can run that one. I want to see this, and if he doesn't do it, man, listen, he don't need to play. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. They brought him in. Because I was reason. like, I, I saw it in, I saw he transferred. I was like, okay, cool. But I also was like, man, like, is that really, is this about maybe helping the other players? Or is this, because I don't want them running a Notre, Notre Dame with no national championship. Right. So I don't know, like, you should be, if you're an offensive coordinator, and I'm looking at the town of Notre Dame, I'm like, okay, this is cool. But when I get to Bama, I want to be like, bro. I finally get to see some talent. I ain't never really put my hands on forever in life. Yeah. Let me let me run a system that's great for what I'm seeing. I don't care. I don't. I want to see your skill set. See what you got. I'm running that offense. 
I don't want to hear nothing else. So yeah, I don't want to excited about it at all. <laughs> I'm gonna rest on the fact that we'll see what happens. But yeah, man, listen, if he ain't trying to run the the offensive game plan to win a championship, and this is about just some BS or some whatever else is, man, Tom Reese be going next year. Yeah. Because the fan base ain't gonna have it. They're gonna be like, bro, if he ain't the best player, he ain't gonna make us the win. If they winning twenty to seventeen. Man, get the hell get that goddamn sorry ass quarterback out of there. Yeah. And run that damn offense, man. Like I want to see you adjust the talent. That was my problem was with the Bill. Mm-hmm. Bill problem. That's what problem with Bill was. Bill was not running to the talent, bro. He was playing. He was doing what he was doing. Yeah. He would he would run his offense, but he wasn't. Sometimes people felt like, was that the best talent? Was he realized Gibbs enough? Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Like, are you putting the talent out there? You're getting the talent. You got the talent. But can you get the benefit? Can you get the most out of the talent? Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, and I think man, Alabama he calls him. Alabama got to get more out of their receiving core this year. A bit more consistent. Absolutely. A bit more consistent. Yeah, absolutely. And, then, yo, and, and yeah, you're absolutely right. Catch the football. Yeah, facts. <laughs> that's, that's a start. That's a point of interest this year. Catch it. <laughs> Catch it this year. That's a start. <laughs> Last year, they, the year before, they wouldn't catch it. Yeah, you got to catch, catch the ball. Catch the ball, bro. You came from Georgia. You're supposed to be a dog. Yeah, you got to catch but the ball. But dog, catch the ball. <laughs> yeah, you got to catch, catch the, the ball, bro. Yeah, that's a start. You can't go nowhere without catching the football. Bro, he was killing me this year. Killing me last year. Year before that, like, bro, I mean, killing me last year, dropping the ball. Then he want to get in the damn Kansas State game. He catching everything. Yeah. Come on, man. Like, listen, bro. Him, uh, number seven, Jacoby. catch the ball, cuz. Yeah. Jacory, Jacory, catch the ball, bro. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. No doubt about it, bro. Yeah, it was, just, it was just I wanted to see, get your opinion on old boy coming in, see what they going to do. Yeah, I, I saw it. I wasn't I wasn't excited about it because he wasn't no stud. Yeah. Like, I, like, if he was a stud, then I'd be like, oh, okay, we got us a stud. He, man, he ain't, he ain't playing because old boy done beat him out. But I think, too, you, you, just because L, 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 LSU, Alabama had way more talent, he may ball a little bit better because he has that much talent than he had at Notre Dame. Man, you a bum. You can't be Sam Hussman or whatever that dude name is come out of uh uh came out of uh 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 must say was uh West Forest. You Wake Forest, excuse me. You can't be him. You can't beat him out. Bro, come on, man. Yeah, that boy Wake Forest be slinging that thing too. And he oh he laughed because he, he didn't like the he didn't like the situation. So you can't be him out of Notre Dame, bro. Nah, I ain't trying to hear it. I ain't trying to hear it, man. I, hear that. I need him to be ready. If, if you're gonna be be better, you need to be better than what you already have. Because otherwise, why not play the younger kids? If he's on the same par as them, yeah, you gotta go younger. Play younger. Play the true freshman singleton. Uh, I think it's last in the singleton. Or play uh or play Monroe. Go yeah. so young. I mean, no, you need to give the experience to them so they can get experience. So later on down the season, you win. I don't want to play this kid. Yeah. Like, this is trash. And everybody keeps talking about the A day. No, Bryce looked off at the A day last year. Yeah. It was awful, bro. So we'll see, man. We'll see how it works out. No question about it, my man. Another good show in the books. Yes, sir, man. You know, dynamic duo. We doing what we do. Dynamic duo. That's what we do, baby. What we do? 
All right, man. Any plans this afternoon, brother? Can we get up out of here? It is early. I should do something. It is early. Got the car washed. Uh, I need to ride behind the tent and see who's out there in these streets. See what's out there. Where the fam? The fam? Where the fam at? They upstairs doing something, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure they are busy doing busy stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they doing something, I'm sure. All right, brother, man. Well, listen, man, get us out of here, man. We got nothing that's going on. Time to get out of here. Great show once again. And uh, we'll, so hopefully, folks, we try to get the uh, the other fellas here. I mean, well, Donald said he got a tackling football camp. I don't know what he said. I don't know if that was a tackling football camp or something, bro. I have no idea. Hey, Miles playing tackle in the fall, so I think that could be, you know, probably what he talking about. Oh, he's about. trying to learn how to tackle the tackle? Oh, I guess meeting about, I guess, the, the coach for tackle or whatever the case may be. That's what I don't think I can assume it is. No, it's only playing tackle, huh? Hey, finally, bro. He's big enough. After, after 15 years of dominating <laughs> <laughs> playing football, he's getting out of here. He's going to somebody. It's going to be a situation where he's going to realize if he want it or not. Yeah, it's going to be a whole in the ballgame. man. God bless you, big dog. Hopefully, <laughs> listen, Miles, God bless you, man, because he's going to be old in the game plan and them little – you know, tapping somebody on the shoulder and grabbing that damn flag. Like, it is, this ain't two-hand touch, big boy. <laughs> yes, sir. Like, you get that one get cracked back and be like, yeah, I'm at the man. He's not even going to be able to be the – he's going to start off in what? Like, he's in seventh grade, sixth grade? Uh, six or seven. He's like 12 years old. So he's going to start – he's not even going to start off where a league where, he, where they have control, weight, so you're going to play certain positions. Or he's going to start off where somebody may be – I'm the biggest person in the world playing fullback. Good luck, big dog. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Ain't no tackling angle on that, big dog. Listen, I'm going to teach you something real quick. If somebody's bigger than you, let them get past you, jump on their back, and pull them down. <laughs> I learned that at a young age. I learned that at a very young age. That was, I was not trying to, like, people who I knew were big because we didn't have no control lead. One of the leads I was in. Yeah. So I learned, like, I, I've been watching, like, okay. And I ain't have to, like, figure it out quickly. It, it was a common sense thing. Yeah. Somebody come running in and they're too big for you. You just be like, you run, you jump out of them right here, make them avoid you, and then you jump on their back and tackle them. Right. I was not trying to knock no big dude out. Like, brother, I'm cool. Oh, no. Now you got to make a business decision. Business decision. I'm trying to get to the next level. Yes, sir. All right, brothers, get up out of here. Boy, the Knicks are shooting terrible. Oof.